out here. We've been here. We've been here. We've been here. You know, we here. Put the flag up. We here. We here. We heard. We here. We heard. What's up? 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 World. What's up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Uh. First time we ever caught you singing on right? Man, it's yeah, it's not happening too often. Yeah, yeah. It's first time we actually got him on on record mode. Right, 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 right. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? What it do? World. What it do, do, baby? I am Will K the King, alongside C Wade. You know this man. And this is the Down with the King podcast, episode fourteen. Fourteen. Seven times two. Seven times two. Seven plus seven. We in this bitch. ASAP. Oh. How's everyone doing? How you doing today, Wade? You know what? I'm just humble to be alive. That's where I'm at right now. Hey, man. It's always I'm, a, it's I'm humble. Always a... I'm humble to be alive through... Everything that's going on. That's, in the last that's real days. shit. It's been just a lot of shit going on, and we all got things that go on every day. So you know what? Sometimes you gotta be real and be thankful just to be here. Man. Yeah, man. Cause tomorrow it's not promised. Right, man. It's just a lot. So what's been going on with you, man? Well, we down a car at the house, yo. So my car is the the family truckster as of right now. So wait, you all, y'all down the car in? Look, so first of all, just kind of give y'all background. we have been having a couple weeks. So first of all, they, his apartment flooded. Yeah. Then not putting y'all down the car. I ain't know about that part. Yeah, it so just happened to me. It just the happened. Hell. Yeah. So y'all have an old married couple problems, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and we just got this shit like in July. Duh, that's a what, lot what of the shit. Why? <laughs> Right, that's some shit. I ain't even know all that. That's, man. that's just yeah. This is a lot of shit that happened in the well, last seventy two hours. Well, shots to y'all for dealing with all that shit. Cause man, I'm mad. Shit. Oh, we shit. We passed livid, but we got that one thing handled. We got the flood handled, but we we yeah. Right. That's that's at least you know one problem down. Sometimes it's how it happens. Sometimes. So. Man, that's why that's, that's why I'm humble, dog. Like, right. Cause you just you just know enough shit. It's always gonna be shit to throw throw your way. You just don't know. You know. You just gotta handle the roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. So me, I'm been good. Um, work as usual. Waiting to hear back about this fucking job. You know. Nah. I'm, I'm not the most patient person. It's been a week and it's driving me fucking yeah, crazy. This this is common knowledge. But if you know this man, he's not the most patient person. It's not a skill I inherited. Me and my sister talk about it all the time. Neither one of us got that that ability from yeah. our parents at all. Shout out, shout out to Casey and Hendrix, by the way. Right. Shout, shout out, out to, to the 2AM podcast. Squad. Matter of fact, I think they're recoding right now, so they might have a new episode out there for oh, y'all coming up oh, soon. What a synchronicity. That's what it's right. all about. Well, you know, Casey was technically supposed to be here yesterday, but neither her or Wade showed up, so. Hey, shit. <laughs> happens yeah i'll let y'all niggas slide this one time Shit. all right so it's been a while so we got a quote so it's been a lot going on it's been a lot going on been a lot going on so i'm kind of going order a little bit just to kind of go back a couple weeks so a couple weeks ago so everybody know the bt hip-hop words happened last this uh past week Man. well they were aired this past week they were recorded a couple weeks ago uh-huh. right uh-huh 
So the news came out that a lot of people were upset that were there because you know how you do the ciphers, ciphers recorded. Well, of course. There was some controversy about Vic Mensa. Now, I know a lot of you guys probably don't know who Vic Mensa is. He's a um, Chicago Chicago right. kid. Um, he, him and Chance were really, they kind of came up together. Um, they were beefing for a minute, but they're cool now. But um, Vic is a very passionate guy, very um, very avid in the community, things like that. He's As, as most Chicago ones Right. Are. He's, he's, a, he's like a, a less clean cut um Ash, um, Friday, uh, Chance. Like he's the less, yeah. Less, he's he's the yeah. he's the rough. He's Chance, he's like but rough, rough around the edge. Right. Yeah. That's the best way I could put it. So, whatever the case may be. So, I guess in his his freestyle, he made a, little, a reference into how your favorite rapper is a abuser, a domestic abuser, mm. and I guess he referenced Triple X. Yeah. Yeah. The problem a lot of people had with the other than the fact that he was going after or making comment about a dead man, um, the other comment was oh. the other comment oh. was I guess Triple X's mom was there in the at the award show oh, to no. receive the reward on her son's uh, in her son's honor. Oh no! Now that part I'm not too mad about only because he didn't know she was going to be there. The, the ciphers are recorded well in advance. Mm-hmm. So it was no way for him to know mm-hmm. that his mom was going to be there. Mm-hmm. That's just not something he could know. So a lot of people were like reserving judgment to see to see because they hadn't actually heard it. They just heard what people were saying that went to the award show. Mm-hmm. So it hadn't aired yet. And so everybody and he even released a statement basically saying um, you know, I recorded a cipher weeks ago um, where I was I was uh, vilifying um, domestic abusers and people that would support them, and how we are making it making these people out to be legends when they're when they're not good people. Um, and I, and um, whether or not you're dead or not, you know, I'm not going to support that. And I will apologize because you know someone's mom was there and I didn't think she would be there. And I do grieve her law. I do um, give my thoughts out to her at her son's her loss at the um, you know to gun violence. So mm-hmm. she he that part he understood, but he's like, I'm not going to back down on my my point. Right, the stance does not change. Right. So I get that too. Mm-hmm. Keep that same energy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. when people's but people's thing with Vic was okay. Well, you've you have admitted to putting your hands on your woman, so how can you talk about him? But the thing about it is, he admitted to it. Matter right. of fact, he admitted to it on national radio. Yeah, he did. So I get it. I get what your people are trying to say. But my thing is this: if he's already owned up to the fact that he fucked up and saying he fucked up, ain't no way you can fact check. My thing is, he's already said it. I, I, I fucked he, up. He already I, said I, it. I knew I was tripping. I admitted. Matter of fact, he put it on the song. It was on. Yeah, that was the reason. That was the kind of discussion. Yeah. Because he was on Breakfast Club and he talked and Charlamagne asked him about the song. He was telling like, "Yeah, this is like I, you know, when this that happened, like thing. I, yeah, I fucked up and I realized it. So, you know, that's when he knew he had to get his shit together. So the fact that he owned up to it, that's one thing. Now he's like, okay, look, I owned up my shit, but you other cats got to stop doing this shit too. And the, we all knew what the shit was that was going on with Triple H as far as his trial and stuff. He was on, it was some crazy shit mm-hmm. that they told said he did. So mm-hmm. whether or not he did it, I don't know. And I'm not. It's not here for me. To, I'm, not, I'm not here to judge yeah. him on that. He's not here anymore, so it's not my place. Right, we we cannot get his side of the story. I, I, yeah. So I'm not gonna sit here and try to go at him about that shit, whatever. But Vic had his. He wanted to bring it up. So what I will say is this. So I finally heard it. Um, BTS actually blocked it out about it because about it and there's been so much controversy that they blocked it out. So it was um, your favorite rapper is a domestic abuser. Um, name name your favorite Vic Mensa song, XXX, and he they blocked that part out. You won't live that long. Oh, right. So Ooh. 
Uh, yeah, it was a little rough, right? Uh, yeah, that was nasty. Uh, <laughs> like, I get man, it. I get what he's trying to say, but I felt like I get why he used Triple X because Triple X was the most prominent one. And he was the guy being, you know, everybody's like praising him and oh god, you know, X passed yeah, away. Yeah. And but I guess you know it's one of those things where yeah, once somebody dies. Do you continue to talk about the bad shit they did? And it's like, well, sometimes, yeah. Yeah. It's like, we don't, it's a lot of crazy ass people that were like, oh, he died, There's, so what? The skeletons in the closet are gonna open eventually. Right. And my thing is this if, for example, let me say, um, there's been plenty of people that have died. And people were like, well, fuck him. He was a horrible person, or mm-hmm. he was this, or he was that. Mm-hmm. Well, y'all can't say that. Now. Y'all can't do that when that happens. But then when somebody like X, when somebody calls up what X did when he was alive and how y'all praising him, y'all get mad at him. So I, and it's like y'all, y'all can't pick y'all. Y'all can't y'all gotta pick your battles. Right, exactly. One way to the other. I'm, I'm, I'm. You know, on either side. I do think to an extent going after a dead man is in poor taste. I do. At the same time, if Vic R had a problem when he was alive, I'm, I want to keep that same energy keep that same energy on it. at the end of the day if that's what you're gonna do it was fucked up because it happened when his mom was the dude's mom was there so yeah I that that know. was more like pouring bleach into but apparently the there are cats now that won't they won't they want to catch Vic Fade or whatever and I'm like like man we won't smoke off that I'm like alright well Vic's from Chicago and I'm right. pretty he, sure he ain't he, afraid of y'all he from Chicago right but he, he, nigga, nigga almost hit academics on TV on fucking right, show right he almost, not, almost caught this dude he's not afraid of y'all nah. so he, he, I'm, he I can guarantee you Vic is not afraid of the smoke in the words so, in, the, in the eternal words of Bernie Mac I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Right. So it is what it is. Um, but I just kind of want to touch on that a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just, so, just, just a little bit. My bigger issue. Here it come. All right. So that was my phone vibrating, by the way, if y'all heard that. So now we're even. Was it your was your ringer on, though? My ringer was on That's last different. episode. Mine was vibrating. That's different. Yours was like <laughs> beep and some shit like that. I don't know. Mario coin, whatever. Whatever the fucking sound was, it was stupid. <laughs> All right, so look. So, LeBron James has this show on HBO called The Shop. Mm-hmm. Basically, he gets a bunch of people together. They sit in the barbershop and they talk shit, just like any other barbershop. Just kind of like some, the show. But some of these people who come to the shop aren't really people that would normally be in the barbershop. Whatever. Like, you, you wouldn't catch a famous, well, quote unquote, famous person in the low ass barbershop. Well, no. Niggas, yes. White people, no. He had John Stewart on the first episode. Oh well, well, John Stewart gets the pass. Well, I'm saying though, I'm just telling you, he's putting together people that normally wouldn't be in a barbershop together. Ah. Which is cool because you get because you get they get to learn more about how the barbershop is in the black culture versus if you go to if you go to like barbershop or Supreme Bo- Cuts or Bowricks or fucking <laughs> <laughs> Super Cuts Bowricks nigga Sport Cuts Sport Supercuts. <laughs> Julie's um, Julie's barber in the in, in in the mall. Right. So whatever the case, or the or shoot the barber in the Meyer, which I oh never man, in my life Walmart Walmart salon. Right. <laughs> if your girl over to you, go she going Walmart salon. Yeah, oh my yeah. god, <laughs> nigga, you need to like break that shit off right now. Oh no, change we, the locks, nigga. <laughs> nigga, we we going to somebody basement. We gonna make this happen. We ain't right. going. We ain't going to. Look. You understand the basement is a better option to go into Walmart. <laughs> I'm a product of the basement, so hell yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> my mom, my mom used to get her hair done. My cousin's house in the basement. I still get my hair done in the basement. Shout out to my moms. So 
with that being said, so his most recent episode, he had Drake on. Mm. And so Drake talks about um, so they started talking, talking about the the Pusha T beef. Yeah, touch it so back had, on this now. You had Drake, you had Maverick Carter, who was you know my Brian's boy, and you had Brian. Now Brian and Drake have a long story connection. Brian and Drake been cool since before Drake got big. Mm-hmm. So whatever the case may be, um, they had a conversation. You know, brought it up and kind of like what was going on at the time. And so he talks about his his. How he figured that Kanye is the reason why Pusha got this information. Mm-hmm. So his, he said that you know he had talked to he had talked to Kanye, something like that, and Kanye kind of reached out to him or whatever. And at the time, I guess he had played Kanye some music and told Kanye about his whole you know his albums come out. So Kanye asked him to come out to Wyoming. He came out to Wyoming because he thought Kanye you know Kanye's gonna produce a record for him or whatever. It never. It, also, that for example, that one song—I don't know if you heard that one song that Kanye put on the site where it was nothing but like "poop to the poop poop." That, yeah, that was actually a song. A real, there was a real version of that song that Drake wrote to. What Kanye just decided not to put that shit out. So poopity scoop scoop. That song was actually a real song that Drake oh, wrote for Kanye on and, and recorded and featured on, but Kanye decided, "Fuck that! I'm gonna put this bullshit out because the time was trolling you." Because Kanye said, we get, that's the one, when I first, when we first got together, when he came to see me, when I told him about me, when I was working on my album, my was like 6% done at that time. Mm-hmm. I, um, we, we, we did that song together. Mm-hmm. And so, at that point, when Kanye asked him to go out to Wyoming, come out to Wyoming, he was like, well, no, we'll come and work on your stuff. He's like, I can went out there, we didn't work on none of my stuff. We did, we worked on his stuff, and that's when I realized he was coming with the album. So, we, we did a few things for him or whatever, and then, you know, I left. Mm-hmm. And then pushes album drop. You know, then after that is when all the the Kanye you know puts out the little rollout telling all these albums are gonna be dropping around this time frame. Mm-hmm. So now Drake feels like, oh wait, you dropping all these albums around when I'm dropping my shit, really? So then, like first of all, who, what why would you just stop pushing our dates because of you, nigga? You don't own the month of June, nigga. Right. Because you just said your shit was coming out in June. You didn't even say a date yet. Right. You just said June. So what the fuck? But it, even then, it comes out at the end of June. Right. But you can't. You don't own the month of June. Like Kanye pushed out a bunch of albums that came out before yours. Even if your, even though albums come out year four years, your Drake, your album still gonna have to do what it's gonna do because you're fucking Drake. You're still gonna have to you're work. Fucking Drake. So you know it's gonna work. So what the fuck you talking about? <laughs> you riding a wave of two big ass singles at that point. God's playing in fucking um, nice for what, nigga? You wouldn't worry. Why were you fucking worried about what Kanye was doing with other albums? So nah, because. Kanye's working on what four other albums? Like, what the fuck are you worried about him coming dropping all these albums in, the, um, in that? In it didn't Scorpion a double album? It didn't matter. Yeah, it was gonna do well anyway. But my right, that's all. About, that was my point. Like, it's, it was gonna be a success anyway. Wait, yeah, why you tripping? You're, you're right. So you like when you drop all these albums, you don't you put all these dates around my day. What the fuck? Is, shut the fuck up, Drake. So whatever the case may be. So when Push's album drop, of course he hears this. So then he goes back to Push. And push drops story out of die. Mm. So he's like, in his mind, he's like, I told you about my son when you when I came out to Wyoming. You know, I sh- I sent you a picture of him. So the only way he got this information is if he got it from you. Is what I'm. That's what he assumed. He's putting two and two together. Mm-hmm. Which I get how you can get to that that assertion. I get that. Yeah, yeah. But he said, you know, I'm, you know, I heard a song and, you know, I, I figured it was put something in there about my son and I figured, you know, they put the deadbeat thing in there to make it like stick. But what you said about 40, my friend dying, wishing death on him. 
First of all, which he didn't wish death on him. Right. He, he didn't acknowledge the fact right. that he was sick. Right. He he didn't say you are going to die, Noah. He said, you know, he ain't got that long, but he ain't got that exists. long. Tick tick tick. Like he didn't say I want you to die. He just said, you know, he's sick. He, he's sick. Right. Ain't got that long. He's acknowledging that thing that's potentially will. Whatever the case may be, mm-hmm. he said that was the thing that really was like. I mean, there has to be rules to this shit. Like, cause you say that shit, you should some, that shit could get you punched in the fucking mouth. Fair point. First of all, but <laughs> first of all, and so the funniest thing though was, so I guess he texted when he decided he wasn't gonna respond. Supposedly he had he had a response, but he didn't want to put it. Yeah, out. who was it? Jay he, Prince. He felt well no before he I guess before that all came out, he was just talking about his point of view and how he felt, and he said, you know. When he he said he texted LeBron and said, "I'm, I'm would you be dis- disappointed if I don't respond?" And hey, LeBron, what did LeBron say? LeBron's like, "Well, you know, you you can never let me down or some shit like that." It's, it's very funny. very fortune cookie. Wait a minute, no. The funny thing about it is, I've heard a bunch of people. Uh, Joke about that. It's like, is LeBron his dad? Because the way he said this shit was like, you can son, never, you can never let me down. You can never like, let me down, son. I got you to, I, I got you to the always proud of you. <laughs> that's a, that's it was so Uncle fucking Phil's terrible. It was so horrible, right? Oh my god! But then that opened the debate. Are the rules in rap battles? No. 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 So let me let me Scarface rule. Let me let me let me let me open this up for the younger people out there, maybe <clears> listening to <throat> people ed- in this newer generation. Ed- educate the masses, they Mr. Will Educate the masses. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll try. watch I'll, watch I'll, the unclean I'll start, masses. I'll start here. Start here. If you young kids have ever played the dozens, or as we say in Detroit, y'all have a capped on somebody. Yeah. You got it's a regional. What, what thing. is the most common? response what is the most common joke that we go at people with <clears throat> your mama your mama <laughs> your mama your daddy your, your whole bo, generation your bald granny your bald headed granny nobody is off limits nobody so how how y'all do realize that rap battles uh, it, it, it initiated with that it came from the dozen yeah y'all do know that URL is basically roasting on a rhythm level that's what that shit started as the dozens the rap battles is nothing but what the dozens was to us as kids just a lot better done and it's so more theatrical it's more intricate more you know it's of course it's on a bigger scale because it's music mm-hmm. but for you people Drake can't sit here and try to make the rules on saying there's rules in rap battles. There's never been rules in rap battles. But pause right here. Pause right here. Drake showed up at a URL battle. I think it was Blackout 3 or 4. Drake? It was that one where they were in Toronto. Drake is... So you know there is no rules My thing is this. Drake is selective as hell because my thing is this. At one point, I remember he was talking about he wanted to battle murder Mook. Nigga, do you first really off, ever? First of all, do you understand the shit that Mook would have said to you? Come on, son. Nigga, Mook would have murdered this kid. What what Push just said was like compared to what Mook probably would have did. Push was just playing with his food. Like you don't understand. Mook will come for Mook your will try head. To murder your life. Like, he, but you want at one point wanted to battle him, nigga. Sit down. What the fuck is you thinking? Sit down, Aubrey. So you can't sit here and tell me, oh well, there should be rules to this shit. No. There are no rules. There are no rules. To a rap battle. Not to mention. 
Not to mention, and Push alluded to this when he was on Joe Budden's podcast the other day. Because mm. I'm not going to, he can't keep, I can't, you know, it's, it's, it's not for nothing, but you did mention his fucking wife's name. And regardless of whether which whether you the line was crazy or anything like that, you mentioned his wife's name and the way and the thing is we all know your career, Drake. Mm-hmm. You always mentioning a dude's girl. It's over to, to imply that you know her on a personal level. It's over. You've done this shit multiple times. You did this shit to Chris Brown. You did this shit to a bunch of niggas. You've done that shit to a bunch of niggas to try to make them feel like, oh yeah, I had your girl. I got your girl. Or I fooled your girl out. Or I did so-and-so. Or I met your girl at the club. Right. You did the same shit that Pac did, just not as much vulgar. Because everybody assumes yep, 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 he did. everybody assumes that when you whenever you mention somebody girl that you probably trying to get you got with her or you had her or something. That's the whole reason the whole Kanye thing is going on because one of the things that Kanye called out is he feels like that Kiki song is about Kim. Because mm. Drake has kind of alluded to the fact that he may have had a relationship with her at some point. It wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't, but I don't really care. Like my thing is that's still his wife. Yeah. And at that point, yeah, it's that, that's still another man's. That's another thing, y'all. Y'all gotta understand something. So, for example, it was because people got mad at Kanye when he was calling out Nick Cannon, yeah, and yeah, yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah, for talking about Kim. I don't care how you motherfuckers kill about Kim. I don't care about if you don't respect Kim. But the end that of the is day, his fucking wife. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, that is his damn wife. And if that man, if, if uh, as a man. Ain't no man gonna sit here and disrespect my wife and me. I don't say shit about it. Hell nah. Nigga, we we gotta see each other. If that's the case, right, we got if if we don't see we each gotta other, have a conversation. Right, we gotta we talk. We the blows, no nigga. Like no, you not about to sit here and disrespect my wife. This ain't even just girlfriend, fiance. Nigga, this is his wife. wife for years wife now and mother. Mother of his children. Mother of his Let me Let kids. me be clear. I'm going to tell a story just to let y'all know how Run serious that shit is. Run it back. So when I was 13 years old, 12, 13, I came Flashback. Flashback. I was feeling myself a little bit too much. I was a little, a little too big for the britches. My mom told me to do something. I don't know what it was. But <clears throat> I kind of stepped to my mom a little bit, right? Mm. That's what you. That's something you don't do. Right. So I kind of stuck to my mom like I was like I was I was on somebody right. Oh boy. My aunt was at the house and then my mom was like, "You go outside till dad get here." So I had to sit outside to my dad for a couple hours. My dad got there. Right. My father didn't even like hit me or anything, and he didn't have to. That nigga put the fear of God in me. He said these words to me. He said, "Sir, you are my son, but motherfucker, that is my wife." If you ever in your life would disrespect her again, nigga, I will end you. <laughs> and the fact that he looks and, just and like point, you while you said that. Wait a that's, minute. That's no, a chisel wait, my spine. Nigga, he said, I will end you. I, will I said, nigga, end you. are you Thanos, nigga? That's <laughs> 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 exactly how I Put out the garment, nigga. <laughs> like, like, as soon as he said, like... <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no so, time stone on that shit. That shit <laughs> felt perfect because that was exactly how that shit looked. That's exactly how I felt. You forgot to aim for the in head. In that moment, that's exactly how I fucking felt. So you didn't aim. You for niggas the head. don't understand something. You don't fuck with a man's wife ever, or it's like you know, or fuck fuck with a man's rib or whatever the case may be, because that's a part I mean, of him. That's yeah. just the reality of it. You yeah. don't do that shit. Mm-hmm. So. Regardless of how y'all feel about Kim or whatever the case may be, at the end of the day, that's still his wife. 
So he has every fucking right. He has every right to say to what he said. Say, nigga, no. Uh, you don't do that. No, nigga. No. I don't care so, if we cool or not. And the thing is, Nick Cannon can't then come out and say, well, no, man, you not. Yo, you can't stop me what I say. Because, nigga, what I say, nigga, you got in a rap battle with fucking Eminem because you got mad at him mentioning Mariah. And got slaughtered. And got killed for it. But you went at Eminem. This you pre-rap guy. Chance, this is pre-rap guy, but you by the way. went at Eminem because he was disrespecting your wife, right? Right. So then you can't then turn around and do the exact same thing to somebody else. The turban's not gonna say it. It doesn't, that's it doesn't, that's not the way it works. Nah. nah. You can't be selective. You can't, you can't, you can't flip be selective. Flop. Can't flip. And flop. I get it's easy to pile up on Kanye, but no, nigga, that's still his wife, dog. Right. At the end of the I day. I don't give a fuck about his political views and that bullshit. That's his fucking that's his wife. wife As yo. a man, nigga, it's on site, bro. Mm-hmm. Point the week. Even by myself or with the squad. So something happening. With that being said, um, Drake, you 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 pushed it there. So once you said his wife's name, you took it there. At that point, like Pushy even alluded to it. Pushy would say, I'm going to go anyway. I was honestly, I'm going to go anyway because I'm not neutral. Right. That little relationship you and Kanye got ain't got anything to do with me because I think y'all fake friends anyway. Mm. At the end of the day, though, I'm not neutral. Once you taking shots at my boys, it's over. It's, it's a wrap. I'm going. It's done. And he's like, I was going anyway. But once you did that, it just makes it, it just make more fun for me. Because mm-hmm. now, look. Because oh, like I said, wife. Push was playing with his food. Right. So He was going to go in. So that whole rules and rap battles there have never been rules. You niggas can't come tell me that Hit Em Up is your favorite rap battle song. But then you say there are rules. When the open the line of the song says, that's, that's why, why I fucked fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. <laughs> Rules? What are those? Really? Really? Rules? Really? Rules? Uh, rules? Rules? Sir, do, do, what are those do you know what you know about rules? Oh, no, no stinking rules. Oh, yeah. No stinking rules. We don't need no stinking rules. No stinking rules. We don't need no stinking rules. Stinking rules. Do you know who I am, man? Do you know? Do you know, man? Do you know? I'm a bad guy, man. <laughs> Better get out of his way. Fucking rules. Point the finger at the bad guy. This fucking guy. This fucking this guy. This fucking guy. This, this fucking guy. This this guy. So look, <laughs> his so fucking look, guy. Y'all gotta, y'all gotta, y'all gotta, y'all gotta cheat y'all goalposts a little bit. Like, For real, y'all man. Y'all keep moving this shit. Y'all getting my nerves. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> Talking about fucking rules. Rules, nigga. Ain't yeah, no fucking. Have y'all run red oh. light? Y'all don't know nothing about rules. No rules. Come on, man. You can't pick and choose the rules. When they benefit or don't benefit you, just stop it. It's man. all or nothing, bro. Once stop. you once you start shooting at people, people say it's all this. I mean, I, I just fully agree. You can you can you can say what you want about people, but what you can't can do is you can't control the reaction to it mm-hmm. and how they react to it. Mm-hmm. It's so a natural you, thing. When you say what you're gonna say to somebody, fine. But guess what? The response may be you might get punched in the fucking mouth. You may get you, you may get punched in the mouth. You may get shot. You gotta own that shit. You gotta, you gotta suck it so, up. But yeah, Drake talking about you only punched in my boy. That's it. Right. Shut up, Aubrey. So, so fast forward. So this week on Joe Budden's podcast, Pusha T was there. Mm-hmm. And so we're gonna get into the whole beef and stuff like that. And um the beef has been going on forever. It started with Wayne and 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 Clips. Clips. At some point, there may have been something with baby because baby is baby. He's a jackass. Uh, I'm not scared of baby. I don't fucking care. Oh, tree, y'all. I'm from Detroit. Nigga, I got trick, trick. <laughs> no fly zone, nigga. 
<laughs> so you got trick treat and the whole going squad. Let's be clear. Come for the you want smoke. Let's be clear. <laughs> we got you. I'm, I'm good. I'm not worried. We gonna be alright. I'm not worried. <laughs> we gonna be alright. So whatever the case may be. So look, um, <laughs> I got trick treat. <laughs> um, so look, that's the thing. So. They were, at, you know, trying to figure out where the information came from. He's like, the information didn't come from Kanye. Mm. The information came from Forty. Mm. And so, it what had said, a kick in the pants, right? Especially after that was the thing that Drake said really set him off. Like you went at Forty. Well, actually, the information came from Forty. Right. So, so the way the information came from Forty, because there was a lot of people saying you wanted to be he, Drake. Um, forty told you, no, he didn't say Forty told me. He said Forty is sleeping with his woman. He talks to this woman five, six hours a day, talks to her about everything. You know, he vents to her his frustrations about things with Drake and how he's not getting, he don't always get the credit he deserves. As a true friend would. Right. And with that, he also vents to this woman. uh, He talks to her about the fact that Drake has a kid. He also comes from that comes from the fact that he he tells her about the time they all went out to fly to they flew out to visit the kid and buy more gifts. Mm -hmm. So all this information is coming from her, Mm -hmm. and somehow you know she she got it got back to push because people know people and people know people, Mm -hmm. and shit happened. That's the thing about pillows. For it's kind of brings up a whole big argument about pillow talking. Because pillows are going to get a lot of motherfuckers in trouble. Yeah. Because the reality is when you line up with your woman or your girl or the lady you messing with or whatever the case may be. She know 10 other people. Well, it's not even that. You just more likely to tell her shit. Right. Right. <laughs> the reality is that because it's, it's the thing. It's funny because it's one of those things that I kind of. Um, the most consistent therapist a black man has or a man in general has is their woman. Because when, at the end of the night, at the end of the day, when you when everything is chill and calm, when you away from everything else, you need somebody to talk. You're to. probably gonna talk to your woman and laying in bed more than you gonna talk about to anybody else. It don't even have to be your woman. It could just be the woman you fucking. Right. But you're probably gonna tell her a lot of shit. The assumption of those that is not gonna get back to anybody. Nah. Or it's not going to. Um. He's not going to cause controversy. Let's, let's dispel this myth like, right now. you feeling like you're just telling. But you tell her. But you got to understand, it's different if it's just, shit, local niggas got to worry about that shit. Mm-hmm. We from Detroit. It's Detroit, show. Detroit gotta, is already small enough. You got to, yeah, you just don't know who know who. Right. Shit. Matter of fact, everybody's me another story. So one time, I met this chick. So the first time I'm going to actually like take early, I'm picking her out, mm. and she tells you where she lives, and I'm going out to this apartment complex, and I'm like, I know this place, <laughs> and so she's like, Oh, how do you know this place? I said, My friend, um, my friend, um, so and so live out here, and she's like, What's her last name? And I'm like, Uh, why? She's like. That's my little sister. (laughs) No. Oh, no. (laughs) Abort mission. Abort. That's funny. All right. Oh, no. And sometimes you just don't. So you don't know who know who. There's plenty of times I see people on Facebook like, you know, small ass world. Right. 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 That shit's just, it just happens. So 
you got to be careful. Yeah. So especially in the music industry, because everybody know know everybody. It's mm-hmm. in the music industry small as hell. It just is. It's, it's small as hell, but it's a big thing going today. Right. So with that being said, you sitting up with the chick you messing around with, and hey, boomerang. Shit come it's, out. It's go, all coming back to right you. Right you're going the wrong direction, and end up going up in your face. And that's just what happened. That's just what happened. And people are like, well, no, that wouldn't happen. I'm like, no, that's probably, that's a really likely to happen. That's like, I'm sure that happens a lot. More than, more than. Shit, for example, um, so Instagram model Brittany Renner. Bundle with Brittany on Instagram. Model. Oh, yeah, I know So her. she just dropped her new book. Uh-huh. And in the book, she talks about all these artists or different people that she's messed around with. Mm. Although she, she, she changes their name so she protect them. Although on the internet they've already decoded who most of these people are, because you know the internet is smart like that, right? And they have nothing else better to do. So apparently, one of the people they decoded was Colin Kaepernick, right? Mm. So the, I guess the comment, the joke, I guess the comment was going around is apparently in her book she talked about how he made her pay for her own flights to come out there to fuck him, right? All right, and so. Um, I guess he, she's like, you know, you're gonna pay for my fight. He's like, nah, because I want to make sure, I want to see if you really, you really about coming if out here. If you really real. about that life, you right. pay for if your own if flight. You see something real, or you just gonna be out here for if it's just something for the heck of it, right? And so yeah, she paid for her own flight, and then he hit, and then he dissed her. <laughs> Round of applause for Colin Kaepernick. One time, one time. Good job, King. All right, good job. King. All right, Colin. All right, <laughs> all right now. First of all, pimp shit. You can't, you can't get mad at him for he ain't pay for your flight. You, you can't you can't you can't hey. that's your money hey. that's your money for a round hey. trip hey you lost you ain't had to go right you didn't have to get about bed you didn't have to bring that energy sis well you know it's what it is but yeah. no so that's what I'm saying like you just don't know and there's a lot of dudes she messed around with that are all dudes that probably knew each other cause it's the smallest industry you play for a fight there that's what I'm saying. Like, it's a lot of dudes there, so you can't. It's the same thing. She could have been a girl. I'm pretty sure a lot of them niggas probably pillow talk with her. She probably know a lot of shit that niggas probably she wasn't supposed to know, mm-hmm. or she probably could tell, but she just don't. But you don't. You can't. Everybody don't have it. Mm-hmm. So shit, and she probably does. She hold on to it and wrote a book. That's what she did. So oh, I'm gonna hold on to all this shit I got and write a book about it. I got OJ. Right or. Superhead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Superhead. Superhead is the OG. So, I mean, so I'm saying, like, y'all can't pill talk, get, in, get a lot of motherfuckers in trouble. Uh-huh. Male or female. It just it it is. It don't matter who you is. Right. So, Karma is with that universal. being said, it was funny. Because my thing is, hey, look, man, that's fucked up. Because that was the one dude you was really mad about what he said. And... That might be the dude to fuck you all up, and it's funny, cause what if you, what if you, what if you Drake, you hear that shit, and forty sitting over there, you like, that had to been the most awkward thing in the room. <laughs> had to been the fly on the wall to have that. You know that Kevin Hart meme when he in the he on the comedy he do that shit with the tongue in his throat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's what that shit is like, really, motherfucker. Really. Or the the Tiger Woods meme when he looking to do it. That I don't know if you like he somebody looking that day when he looking at them like really motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. I think I, I think like I said it's that just like funny. it's it's real though because you're like what the fucker because you know forty listen to like oh shit. Uh, uh, I know damn. this bitch. Oh no. She told. <laughs> oh no. That's always the thing. Dudes don't think this chick's gonna tell. I was like, dude. 
shit. Y'all gotta watch yourselves. Why you think I don't talk much? <laughs> well, it's not even that because you don't know who that chick talked to and that chick might talk to somebody else because women are going to tell their friend stuff. Yeah. And then her friend might know somebody and so forth. So that's, when the chick gets around, one, one woman will tell starts, 10 to 15. It starts a trend and before you know it, it gets to the wrong person and now that shit getting used against you and now you shouldn't be like, oh, fuck. Ugh. Right. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so the color. Exactly. So that shit was funny as hell to me. I felt like that was interesting. Yeah, was I, I would have been a fly on the wall when <laughs> when when Dre heard that part. Right. All right. So, but just to be just to be clear, there are no rules. Rules do not exist in battling. There is no rules in rap battles. There never have been. There still ain't. There's nothing off limits. There's nothing off if, limits. If you're going to engage in a rap battle, be about that. You life. have to be prepared for these hands. What you're what you're going to get, and you have to be prepared for the worst. Also, what cats need to also do, they need to better select their weight classes. Yeah, I you agree. need to understand, y'all niggas. So, for example, with Drake. Drake thought Drake was feeling himself. He got he got he got one off against Meek. Getting too brave. Part of that part of that was Meek's fault because Meek didn't respond the way he should have right. initially. Right. He kept tweeting instead of making music. And so I'm still I'm still kind of upset about it, but you know time has passed. And by the time he finally responded, it was too late. Yeah, yeah. People didn't want to hear that shit. It right. was the same thing with the Ja Rule shit because Ja Rule was way better rapper than Fifty Cent. Anybody knows that. Anybody with common sense knows that. Fifty Cent's not that great a rapper. I'm sorry. Anybody want to? I mean, if if you want the greatest gangster rapper, no, he's not even. He's not. He's not. He's not. He's not. Fifty got big because he. Everything that made Fifty successful was controversy. How to rob? How to rob? Made him successful. Yeah. Then yeah. he started about his beef with Ja Rule. At the time, was one of the biggest pop stars in the industry at the time. Doing duets with who knows everybody, and working with J Lo on every fucking song. Yeah, he was everywhere. If it wasn't J Lo, then it was Ashanti. That's what I'm saying. He was doing star songs with everybody at that everybody. point. Everybody. So you can't. So going at someone like Job elevated him, and then you get signed to Eminem and Dre. Yeah, that was. So that's the that was. Booster. That's what I'm saying. That three prong the track tag is what got him to the the basis that he needed to go jump the the launching pad he needed to launch him to where he would end up being. But it only lasted one or two albums because his second album was terrible. Yeah, that, people. Some uh, people like massacre. The massacre was, was just trash. I'm not that. No, good. Well, first one was first one was great. Second album, no. Nah. And I'm sorry, but 50 ain't got no like really quotable voices for verses. I'm like, oh shit, no, you don't. I I can't remember anything other than Wankster or any other track off of uh, Get Rich or Die Trying. That's what I'm saying. Anything other than that, uh, nah. And so 50 ain't got no like 50 ain't no like king lyricist. Jaru is a better rapper than him, but. Ja Rule didn't respond to all the when 50 was going at him 50 was so what 50 did he, 50 was smart because 50 what he did is he got the he got the streets on his side first mm-hmm. because Ja was so focused on his pop and R&B songs he stood to the street he wasn't he was he was doing that shit and so he avoided 
responding to 50 because he felt like it was going to fuck up his pop money. Mm. So he didn't respond to 50 right away. 50 on the other one was fine. It was focused on building, building up support in the streets. And it got to the point where it swelled so much that it got him to the point where he was popping. Then once he saw, then he got signed, when he got with Dre and um, M, he, that, that was able to validate him more. So not only, not only does he get the streets on his side, now he got a bigger audience to appeal to. Mm-hmm. And he also got the back in the fucking the biggest um, rap star in the world at the time, Eminem. So now, now you, you set. All you gotta do is fucking, all you gotta do is, they ooped it for you. All, all you gotta, gotta do is tomahawk that bitch. All you gotta do is tomahawk that bitch. Right. And he did. He reversed that bitch. But. The NBA jammed it. He did. And Ja didn't finally respond until he felt it the was pressure. Necessary. He felt well, the pressure. Well, it was pressure. Because he felt like, because 50 was surpassing him on the charts and in the, in conversation, in the music industry, and amongst the people. 50 was getting it was getting the best of them now because mm-hmm. it was one thing when 50 was just a lowly street thug rapping but when the numbers but when start they, the up. numbers start backing him up now I have to respond that gotta do something but now. by that point it was too late it was too late you come back with clap back and even if it was an okay song it's too late right it, it, it didn't sting like it was supposed it's to it's too late and 50 but then and what I said 50 stuck to his weight class because he knew he had an advantage over Ja at that point Fifty tried to go with Fat Joe. That shit didn't work. Nope. He tried to go with Nas. Didn't Nas work. said, "Nigga, get five albums. Get in these five albums. I'm gonna get butt before you come at me." <laughs> he tried to go with fucking Jadakiss. Nope. That shit didn't work. He's tried to go with other people, other rappers. Didn't work. He tried to go with Ross, and Ross has been more successful than now than he was before then. Didn't work. If he didn't even go at Ross on rap, rap see the one on at Ross on some rap on some jokey shit, and then taking his big moms out to buy shit. Like, okay, well she winning, she bought him the shit. Listen, I gotta buy her. Wait, the she, fuck? She gonna be all right. What the fuck? Yeah, okay, good for her shit. I'm gonna be over here making my next album. Right, and that's what happened. Ross got more successful after that, so Ross won that in the long run. Mm-hmm. So, Fifty had no wins in rap in a long time. Not yeah, not in a long he time. Hasn't. He's been doing his other things and not giving credit. He's, he's been his, doing his business. His business line. stuff has been great. I And I commend him on that. But when it comes to rap, nah. he ain't had no wins in rap in the longest time. Retire, son. So, with that being said, you got to stick to your weight class. Drake was feeling himself <laughs> because he got over on Meek. And he thought, oh, it's Pusha. Pusha ain't that big a rapper. Nah. But, you know, even though Pusha's been around... Pusha ain't no bigger rapper. Nah, nigga. Even if Pusha ain't as big as you know, bro, Pusha come from a different era, right, bro. Right, he come from, he's from a Pusha's different vibe. Pusha is not, he's gonna come for your neck. Right. First of all, you ain't got the lyrical dexterity to, to box with Pusha like that. Nah. Let's be clear, you don't. You ain't as technical. You, you ain't got it. You, you, you just ain't got it. You ain't got it, bro. You just ain't got it, bro. And nah, son, you ain't got it. So you gotta stick with your weight class. It's the same reason he ain't never respond to Kendrick. Yeah, because he don't want that smoke. Because he know better. He, he know, he he know better. And the thing about Kendrick is Kendrick is damn near as big as him. Mm. So it's one thing to go with somebody like Kendrick if Kendrick is below you. But Kendrick is the biggest star. And he's on, he's doing arena tours and shit just like you. Mm-hmm. You ain't go, you're not going to win that battle. You're not. If, even if you try. Because you can't rap as good as him. You'll still be successful on the pop side. But as far as rappers go, you can't win against Kendrick. Nah. The same way you took that L against fucking um, Pusha. You just got to own that shit. You and took that, the L. Leave it alone. And that was a major and L. It clearly, and clearly it still bothers you because you're still talking about it. He's still in his feelings. It's still... it's <laughs> Nice pun there. Hey! 
I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> like what I did there. So <laughs> with that being said, it's like, dude, you gotta you gotta let that L just let that L sit. Rest it. Rest just, it. Just just polish it up. Because the thing is, even if you go back and see the Duppy's freestyle was mostly about Kanye anyway. Right. He been shooting at Kanye this whole time. Push is like, oh well, uh-huh. whatever. I'm just gonna sit here and watch. Right. It's like it is what it is. But you gotta you gotta pick you gotta pick it back. As I always say, you gotta you gotta stop. You gotta you gotta stop going just push your T's and, and Kendrick's um stick to the uh, meat meals you used to. Like you can't go chase some waterfalls, mm, bro. That's mm, what you did there. See what you did there. Don't show, start chasing the waterfalls. Okay, all right, now. You gonna get flooded on. This all right. Oh, it's just the reality. Yes. It's just the reality of it. Yes. I can't cheat. Yes. <laughs> Talk that shit. Yes. <laughs> Snaps. Snaps. Yes. Snaps. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. So look. Shout out um, to all the poets in the <laughs> Right. So oh, man. <laughs> no, like you gotta pick like you gotta pick your weight classes. This is like for example, um what's another one? When um mm. and this is the opposite one, but like when uh when cannabis and LL had I was beef. just thinking that too. Cannabis, he, cannabis wasn't on the same level as LL as far as stature, but lyrically he could go at it. Like that's lyrically, it he, lyrically he could, and that's the reason why it worked. Damage anybody. That's the reason why it worked mm-hmm. because he lyrically can make up for what he lacked in stature as an artist. Mm-hmm. Y'all also got to understand that your stature as an artist has nothing to do as, as an MC has nothing to do with how many records you sell. No, it's what your skill is on the mic. It's the reason why, like I said, Drake ain't said shit mm-hmm. to fucking um to, to, to Kendrick or up. Kendrick. Like yeah. that nigga ain't said a word to Kendrick because he know better. He been knew better. Honestly, it's the same reason Sean ain't said shit to Kendrick because he knew he, Sean know better. Like, and I actually respect Sean. Sean's come a long like, way. Like I said, I, like I said but, in the earlier episode, I'm a I'm a, I'm a Sean fan. But you're not about, but to, say, he's about to he's about to call a boogeyman out. Nah, bro. You just not to stop it. Because niggas don't want that problem. Nah. Let Kendrick be. Let Kendrick be. Let that sleeping giant sleep, let, bro. Let, let, let that nigga chill. Let Kung Fu let Kenny just let chill. That nigga, let that nigga just breathe. Let that nigga sit over there do what he do. Let, let him get this. Please let don't him, call that nigga into the arena. Let him get this Black Panther money. Because like the last time y'all y'all even gave him an inkling that y'all wanted that shit. Control. Y'all got out. control, and then y'all got the BT cipher where he destroyed Drake. <laughs> Mm, 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 Took the sense of the rapper back in his pajama clothes. <laughs> Woo! Woo! Let's be clear. Um, Shout yeah. out to K-Dot, man. Right. Hey, I, need to, like I, said, I need to pick your battles, bro. Alright, so... I figured this is a good topic for you, Chris. Oh, really? Since you are newly... Um, newly moved in, you and your girl... Recently, within the last couple months, so I figured this is a good topic because I had this conversation with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, what's like the optimal amount of time you should have with your significant other? Like, if there is a set amount, like you have to have so many hours. Like, I have to see you so many times. Like, especially when you live together, is a little different. But just in general, like when you're in a relationship, is there like a certain amount of time you have to have with your partner? It depends on the person. Like, how do you mean? Well, me and her were we we've been together for like a year, 
And we've been talking so much about like we were already talking about moving in together anyway. Mm-hmm. Even before this, even before the whole thing actually came into fruition. Okay. Um, the timing just so happened to be perfect because we were both getting money. She was getting her money at her job. I, I ain't gonna put her job on blast like that, but um, but she was she was handling hers. I was handling mine, and uh, yeah, it's is it's it's, it's kind of hard to say. But it merely took us a year before we actually just said, you know what, let's do it. How so? Before y'all got y'all moved together, how how often did y'all see each other? Uh, almost every other day. Every other day. Okay. Every other day. You think that's sufficient? Like in a relationship, you think that's good? Is seeing each other every day or every uh, other day? Like, do you think you need to see your partner every day? Like, if you are not living together, of course. Well, again, it depends on the person. Like, with me, since my schedule was so scattered, you know what I mean? Like, I can only see her literally the next day because I usually work nights. Right. So, eh, I'll put it like this. Around the time... uh. Before we moved in, she was her her job was on downtime, so she could come over whenever she wanted. Right. So that kind of yeah, that kind of enabled her to do whatever she wanted. Like let's go eat out. Like okay. Okay. So, um, but yeah, it there will be times where I'm like, no, I don't feel like coming out. Mm-hmm. You know, you can just stay home. Cause keep in mind, when we first started dating, it was dead ass winter. Okay. She still came to see a nigga though. Oh, well, yeah. That's a, hey, that's yeah. love. Right. And keep in mind, I was I was east side. Yes, yeah, true. I was east side, deep east, bruh. So you know that's love when she came to Jefferson. Yeah. I wouldn't even come to Jefferson to see your money. Hell <laughs> nah. Hell nah. Ain't nobody coming to see. And me. I grew up on that side of town. Right. You from the? You from that way? So, so, like, like I said, man, it, it was it was times where I was like, you know what, I'm, I don't know, I, I, I don't feel like being bothered with the world, nothing against you, but I need to just, I need to work. Right. So, seeing, seeing each other every day is not, it is an option, but then again, it's not an option. Do you think you need to... So when you're in a relationship, so when you're in a relationship, like one thing I always wonder, like I feel like, cause I've been in relationships where we saw each other all the time, right. where I mean, it was every day, like, you know, I get off of work, I'm going to her place, um, and, I'm, and I'm off work, I'm at her place. Like that was just, that's the reality of it. Um, you know, and then, when she wasn't at work, we were together. It was just, it was an everyday thing. Or, um, but then the crazy part about that is when it, when that switched up a little bit, let's say I had to do something or take care of some business since I wasn't around her, it became an issue because she was used to see me every day. But then you have situations where somebody you don't see at all. So my thing is this, 
I feel like there's a you have to see your your mate a certain amount of time. I feel like you have to there has to be a minimum. Like I can't it can't be a situation where I don't see you, but once every other week or once once a week. Yeah, that's that's, like that's not that's inconsistent. That's too inconsistent. Yeah, especially if you're in a relationship. What's my thing is this: if you truly care about somebody, you're in a relationship. You want to see them more than that. yes, absolutely. That's my thought. Like absolutely. my thought is, if I'm dating you, I want to see you as much as I can. I understand I can't, but I have a desire to. Right. Because at the end of the day, we all need somebody to hang out with. Everybody needs somebody. Yep, and my, my thing is, if that desire is not there, y'all probably not supposed to be together. Yeah, yeah. If you don't have a desire. It, 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 and, and y'all know I'm, I'm real big on vibes. Like, I read people before I even interact with So the vibe is not there. I'm not even coming towards you. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to dating, again, for me, it has to be, it's, it's got to work around me because I'm everywhere. This has got to work around me. Now, like I said, at the time, she didn't have nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Come see your man. So. Yeah, it was like, that was like that when my ex. Back when I used to live in Taylor, my ex was live. She was from Flint, so she was working as a CNA. So back <laughs> then, she would be off like three, four days in a row. Mm-hmm. So on those days, like she would be in with me. Mm-hmm. Like she would be at my crib, and you know I would go get her. She'd come down and be with me for the whole time until she started to go back to work. Mm-hmm. Same with me. And come, you know, come to the house, babe. right? And so. I said that because I feel like you have to I think it's a balance I think part of it is that you need to spend time together of course to get to know each other and make sure y'all vibe and things like that I think also you have to allow yourself times apart so that you have so you you miss each other because I think the balance of spending time together and also spending time apart to first of all like still do things you need to do experience life outside your relationship with your friends and things like that because you still in order to have a a good relationship you have to have a balance of that because I think what happens is if you focus so much on your relationship you start to lose you sacrifice your friendships outside of that relationship Mm -hmm. so then you start to resent that relationship because you feel like that's the thing that pulled you away from your friends or your family and friends resent your relationship because that's the thing that it's the same thing you're spending all this time with this woman what about your homies Right, or without, what about your family? What about your family? Exactly, and I feel like any woman or man, your way, if they don't want you to spend time with your family, I guess if you have a fucked up family situation, that's different. Yeah, but if they just they want you all to themselves and they're trying to pull you away from your family and friends, toxic. That's not the kind of person you want, because you want that, because you want, because everybody needs a support system, mm-hmm. and so if somebody's trying to pull you away from your support system. It's not who you're supposed to be. Not with. the kind of person you want to be involved with, because that person wants you all to themselves, and you should never want to be with someone that thinks that you should only count on them. Because number one. That's selfish as hell. And also, they because if you put your so much on that one person, that person is making it so you won't leave them. Yeah, that's the reason why you see so many people dependent in these dependent relationships where if their mate's not happy or if their mate's not around, they they don't know how to function. 
it's the reason why so many people stay in abusive relationships because or you have situations where you have relationships where women their low their self-esteem is challenged they're made to feel like they're nothing and since they don't they've been pulled away from their support system they feel it, like uh, nobody else will want them nobody but wants them that impacts them a lot more because you don't have anybody else building you up mm-hmm. so the person that you supposed that you do put all that love and attention to is tearing you down so now all you have to do is fall back on that one person mm-hmm. and this just becomes a, a bad situation and it ends, it ends up being an endless cycle so I think there's a balance that you have to allow yourself a time to you know do your own thing pursue whatever you want to do at the same time you also have to make sure you have balance it out with time together and I think there has to be that because first of all if we're away from each other and doing what we do that just makes it so I'm going to miss you more when I'm not around I'm going to miss you that much more so when I get with you the time I have with you is that much more impactful because mm-hmm. like damn I missed I missed her today or I missed him today let me like shit I can't wait to see her I can't wait to see her or him whatever the case it's may be it's to hear your voice I, exactly I have a friend who just got in a, a new situation they live a, they live a couple like they live one lives in Cali one lives in New Orleans wow right but they make it a point to see each other like they may they as soon as they like they might have spent five days together then they got one got to fly back out or whatever the case may be to wherever they got to go they made it work and it, but they make it work and but you know but the thing is like even when like they leave each other they're already missing each other well, I would it's think like, that's so. the way it's supposed to be though I yeah. think that's supposed to be that way anyway even when y'all live 10 minutes away from each other when y'all not together it's, there has to be a certain level of oh my god I can't, I'm like I miss her or do you know, I want to see her or I can't wait to see her again you're already looking forward to the next time you get to spend time with that person right because every time every time after the next time is going to be that much more meaningful exactly because you can't you can't imagine how much fun I had with mine like, like, we could just be sitting. We could just be sitting and talking, just like we are, and we just be shooting, the, shooting the breeze. And me being the goofy, goofy idiot I am, I come up with somebody out of pocket, should be dying laughing. That's the thing. Like, and, I remember, and that's why we got together because the dynamic is there. Right. It's like me and my um. What was I saying? Oh, I forgot what I was about to say, but that's the thing. Like, you have to have that. Having that, yeah, no, off track. So look, <laughs> but that's what my mom and dad were. My mom and dad were that way. My mom and dad were the goofiest people ever around each other. Completely opposite personality. But when they got around each other, they were goofy as shit. They would crack jokes on each other all the time. Like that's just who they were. Like that, they were goofy as hell when they were together mm-hmm. and around us and shit. That's where we all got it from. Being around them, they goofy asses all the time. Mm-hmm. They crack jokes on each other, each other all the time. It just that's just who, how their dynamic was. They were just silly as hell. And, I, you know, I always said I wanted that kind of relationship with my partner. It's like, we got to be at a vibe. Plus, all my friends are goofy as hell. You, We know how we are when we all get together. Yep. No matter which, which group of my friends. And the one, the one great thing a little about all my friends and people I could consider family is that it all is like, it's not a, you know how sometimes you have one section of friends and they can be together, but this other section of friend can't. All right. We can all be together. It's, it's, a, it it's a number. Matter of fact, this nigga goes to my brother's house when I ain't around. <laughs> Fuck you for that, though, I'm saying. It was a one-time chance encounter. It was like... It don't matter. That, the fact that, that you situ- could do that, it, though... That situation was like, fuck it. The fact that... You, but the thing is, that's the thing. But the fact that you can just shows that, look, it don't matter. We all vibe no matter what. Yeah, absolutely. But that also shows that my people fuck with you. Like, we all fuck with each other. It's like, it's not, oh, well, you're not around, so I can't come <laughs> to you. Like, no. When he's right. like, yeah, your boy Chris is over here. It's like, what? <laughs> Yeah, his girl came over here. Nigga, I ain't met his girl yet. 
Maybe I'll bring her on for the show. Maybe. I'll make sure we have a good topic that day. Oh, boy. <laughs> this for them, not bringing her. <laughs> if you listening to this, see Wade's girl, you should come on the show. Don't let him stop you. Don't let him hold you back, girl. Yes, queen. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> Can't stand you. Can't stand your ass. Oh shit. Oh. Just for that, she's banned from the show. You can't ban nobody from my show. I'm the co-host. Nigga, I'm Will Kenny King. Down with the King, motherfucker. It's about to be Z on that shit. Down with King Zizza. <laughs> I made the logo, goddammit. Y'all not changing it. I got the passwords. Nigga, you don't know Photoshop. <laughs> I know it enough. Mm. Now that you access shit. Mm-hmm. But no, so... But yeah, I just feel like... You have to balance it out. Like, some people I know... Like, I don't have a problem. Like, <coughs> I tease people. I tease, like, I tease with my friends who are kicky. So, like, my sister's best friend, Nicole. Like, I... When her, 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 her husband first got together, she would always post these little kicky-ass pictures. And I would just always post, like, Oh, my God, y'all so annoying. Get this shit off my screen. Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's just me. She doesn't fucking care. Oh my god, get just out of here. Oh my god, guys, oh, you're so fucking mushy. Ugh. Yay! Good. That's exactly what it would be like. You're like, oh my god, you guys are so annoying. Uh. So gay. But G H E Y, by the way. G H E Y. By the way. J. Yes, thank you. Just want to make sure we clarify that. We ain't got no problem with y'all. We don't want no Which problems. is actually one of my other topics. Speak on it, young All right. man. It's actually a pretty, pretty good segue, actually. Hey, I'm the, ma- right. I'm the master of this. So I was having this conversation. <sighs> this conversation went left real quick. Mm. So, no, I'm not even talking about who it was. Um, but this person was telling me about how there's her son's grandfather, so her his father's father is so homophobic, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and she kind of started talking about it and I really don't remember what she said about him but then she started saying how she really doesn't want him about around people like she feels like you're more likely to be gay if you're around gay people no like cause let me tell you this <laughs> let me tell you this half of the people in my job they're either gay well, no, and she's talking or about like household and it's like growing up so she's like basically she feels like if you grew up in a gay household or you had like a gay mother gay father or a gay aunt or somebody in your household or somebody in your family well, dynamic was gay that that would mean that you're more likely to be gay first and foremost that's not how it that's works. not how sexuality not how works. works that's not how it works you do not decide one day <clears throat> Oh, well, you know. Hmm. Let me try dick. <laughs> no, it's not the way. Hmm. That didn't work. That's, that's not how this comes about. And so what she tried to say was, I guess no she said she met this one person that told her that they said they weren't born gay. And they didn't. They did. They just decided. Basically, she tried to allude the fact they supposedly decided one day they wanted to be gay. First and foremost, No. No. She said, because she said, well, that person told you have a choice. I said, no, you have a choice. So this is the thing, and I want to clarify this now, first and foremost, and this is the thing she's missing, the nuance she missed in this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. You have a choice. You're not a choice whether or not you're gay or not. You either or, it or, is, or you're or not. It ain't. 
your choice is whether or not you choose to own that part of who you are and accept it. You got to Because what happens a lot of times is people are gay or they're attracted to the, the same sex, but either they're the way they were raised to believe that was wrong, their belief system, or just the fact they're in denial. Mm-hmm. They won't own up to it and accept that part of who they are. Mm-hmm. So they'll continue to fight it for as long as they can. People do it all the time. So they can't the, take other, it no the other reason is that people just, it's not acceptable, so I'm just not going to come out and um, be honest about that part of myself. There are plenty of people that have lived as a straight woman, straight man for 30, 40 years, got grandkids, all kinds of shit. And then they finally, finally as they get older, come out. They come to terms say, with it. Come to terms, or, or just be honest with themselves. Because they may have known it, but it wasn't acceptable. So they decided, I'm just going to go and say, okay, well, society says it's not okay for me to be gay. So I'm going to just be what society wants me to know. Shit, Jay-Z talked about it on his fucking smile record. Yeah. He knew his mom was a lesbian for years. Mm-hmm. Since he was a kid. But because it wasn't acceptable, she continued as a mother and a one dating men, even though she wasn't really attracted to them like then. She knew she was more attracted to women. Mm-hmm. That's why he said he was happy when she finally owned her truth and said, you know what? It's okay for me to be who I am. And she finally, finally, finally found the love that she wanted. And even he even said, even when she told him, she said, I think I love, I love this woman. She she wasn't she couldn't even own it herself because she it still was like still kinda... it's still like she's like it's it's weird to her because she's been pretending to be something she's not for so long that even her trying to own who she is now it's hard yeah when you start when you live a lie for so long it's hard to it's shift hard like to that. shed that because you you you've convinced yourself that this is what the right thing is. Mm-hmm. This is what the, my reality is, is that I am this straight person who has kids, who has grandkids and blah, blah, blah. And I like men, even though I don't. But this is what I've told myself for years to the point where this is what my reality is. Mm. That shit happens. So my conversation with her, because she basically tried to make it seem like environmental factors are what uh, make you gay. And my thing was this. First of all, bullshit. Because let's be clear. Um... First of all, there are plenty of gay people in my family. Bunch of them. Everybody's got one. No, it's more want. than one. It's is I mean my sister talked about this jokingly one day and was like, Man, you know, we couldn't be in town if you wanted to. You know what I mean? Gay people in my family? Cause we were at my grandfather's uh 90th birthday a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. It's like, damn. It's so many gay people in my family. <laughs> like, it's, and it's not even like a bad thing, but just like damn. It's, it's surprising, like, wow, like, is, that, is many? that many of y'all? Like damn. damn, but it's like I like we really couldn't have had a problem with people being gay because we have so many in our family. Plus, we are just a tolerant family in general. Like, but what, just, what percentage of it was it? it? I mean, it wasn't. It's not a whole bunch. Like, but it was like, noticeable. It was enough where it's like damn, because you just you might see a one or two. It's you. It's like six, seven, maybe. Aye. Right. That's on one a, side of the family. That's squad. That's just one side of the family, though. No. Oh, no. This is my dad's side, right? Oh, no. <laughs> so, and, and, and I might be exaggerating the number, but I'm just saying it was a number. It's, the number it was, was like... It was, it was a number that was big enough to make it go, huh. Right. And it's not a problem. It's just like, it was just something we noticed. Just as a, like, hey, yeah. Like, just thought. And it's, I don't, like, I don't have a problem with it either, either way, but it was just something we kind of thought about. But, you know, 
And none of those people grew up with in, in a great gay household. Oh, of course not. None of them grew up around with gay parents or a great cut gay aunts or anybody like that. Right. None of them. None of them. So for someone to say, oh, because if you grew up in a gay household, you're more likely to be gay, it's not true. I know people who have grown up in a gay household and they're they're not gay. They're straight they're as a board. They're straight as a board. So for you to imply that means you don't understand what sexuality is. You don't know what attraction is. Because, and see, then she tried to use, you know, how women sometimes will get so frustrated with men where they'll start, they'll switch teams. First and foremost, a lot of women are just curious in general. Right. They're just curious in general. And the thing is, what that also has something to do is it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with emotion. A lot of times it has to do with the fact that they're just so fucked up. So they're so hurt that I'm not I'm just not fucking with men so just give me somebody that's gonna actually care for me how about a woman it, it's just like look I just need somebody that's gonna care for me if you can give me a good head and so be it because <laughs> <laughs> that's the meaning of life like I mean this is the reality of it and, and I mean the other reasons for it but there are a lot of women who are they're, they're either by curious or they may want to try it out one time there are a lot of women that are like that but what she's trying to say is that no, that's just that just proves that you're not born. I said no, that's no, not that's not what it proves. No, because my reality is that it's you're more likely to find more women like that than you are dudes that are just like you know what, I want to try dick, or you know what, I'm so fed up with women. Let me go to men. It's more likely, and I, I mean, I, and I'm not, and I'm not saying I know. I'm joking. I'm, I'm being facetious right now a little bit because there could be that. I don't know. But from my experience, <laughs> what I've seen, I've never seen it happen with a guy, and I'm, and I'm sure it probably has. I've never seen it. I've seen it plenty of times. Neither of us has seen it. Plenty of times, women. Plenty of times. I've seen women I've known for years that got so frustrated with their treatment from men. They just switched the teams all together. They just switched teams. Shit. I, matter of fact, I know a girl now. Every time I see her Snapchat, I'm like, you switch teams? Cause I know, and I'm against them. <laughs> like I know how much you liked it, so I'm like, how did you? Yeah. Huh? Right. But to each their own. I don't really care. It's but just to, it. to our point of, well, in, we in conversation kind of. I'm like, no, that's not how attraction works. No. You can't, and you, so you telling me that you're trying to keep your son away from gay people like you are my thing is you need to stop trying to uh shout show, show, show to your son from reality because you because you're you going actually to making make him the person Ill, you're gonna make him ill prepared for what society brings him because if he's not used to these things now or he doesn't understand this is what life is he's in trouble because he's gonna be it's gonna be a culture shock for him yeah when you go to when you go to way to college you go to any college orientation the first thing they tell you is how people go to college and the first thing they experience is culture shock. Mm-hmm. Because not only are you seeing the people from the area you grew up in, the people you went to school with, you're seeing people from all over the world. All and over it's the one world. place. It's one melting pot of a place. Mm-hmm. And some people are not used to it. They have never experienced. There are a lot of people in Detroit that don't travel nowhere. Outside of fucking Canada or fucking Cedar Point. They ain't never been nowhere. I remember showing somebody, I remember one time my friend, um, Shannon, who's, who was going to Michigan, Wayne State, she's from Utah. Mm. And she got a postcard, like a picture from her family, and she was showing them a picture of it was like her backyard in Utah, and her friends, her friend, her Detroit people, different Wayne State was like, "Is that a postcard?" Like I looks the scenery, he's like, "No, it's my backyard in Utah." That's real, like yeah. 
Using your pictures on postcard of real places. It is real. They're just put on the postcard. It's not a thousand percent real. I mean, it's not something somebody just drew. Right. But just real it's, places. It's, not, it's not a Bob Ross painting. Right. So like they just they were shocked about it because they never they never experienced it because they don't go anywhere. They don't go outside their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing. If you shelter a child so much that when they finally get out into society, they're gonna not they're not gonna be prepared to to deal with some of the things they're going to experience. We had a, a kid in our like a lot of kids in our neighborhood. We had one kid in particular. He was, he was his him and his sister were very sheltered, huh. very sheltered as children, and he was and all the things they tried to shelter him from didn't work. Cause he ended up, you know, he wasn't adjusted when he got he got older, and so he rebelled. Cause that's what happens a lot of times is when you try to shelter your children too much, they rebel for they find other ways to rebel against it. So you have to be honest with your children about what reality is and what the, what's going on and what they're gonna have to face. So you prepare them as best you can mm-hmm. for what they're going to see in reality. So that means not hiding them from what the reality of the world is as far as what they're going to run into. Cause at the end of the day, you got to teach them. Not to fail from your mistakes that you've made in your life. Yeah, and you also have to understand. You have to understand that things that were normal were weren't normal to you when you were growing up. It's not the same. Right. This is a whole different area. Different, this this different whole thing, age. this whole conversation, is not taboo anymore. It's not. It's and not it the nineties where it's like, oh my god. The reality is it right? Because I'm breaking arguments with my mom about this shit when they were trying to years ago, before she passed away. When I remember uh, we were down at the fireworks and somebody was on there. With a sign talking about making um, gay marriage legal, and she was like, "They shouldn't do that because of religious reasons." I'm like, and we had an argument about that because I'm like, "No," because and the thing is, my mom was very tolerant as far as that, but just hold, the, the marriage thing was just a thing for her. Right, it was the like, hot button. Eh, whatever, they're they're humans just like you. They should have every right you have. Who fucking cares? In the day, they put they, on the they same. Have, they 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 live their lives just like you. They have, they get they have the right to live their lives the same way you do. They you eat, can't they dictate, eat the same bowl of cereal just like we you do. You can't dictate to them what they can and cannot do because it's not your say. Nah. So, for people to try to dictate how other people live their lives is crazy as hell to me. But that was kind of I just wanted to kind of touch them because that, that whole discussion was just annoying me a little bit. And this is the thing that's always going to come up. You know, it's not always going to be with us. Because there are a lot of people it's, that are just, you know, they're just sort shited or just they see things as one way and they have no ability or no desire to see it another. But in, in reality, it's already here. It's been here. It's, it, it's just, that's just life. It's been here. It's the same thing when, um, we talked about it before. Like people were, the whole gay agenda idea that, oh, these shows are showing too much gay. I said, gay has been a thing. And this is the thing about it. It's a, it's, it's a bigger issue for black people. Because I remember... Absolutely. Because I remember when Empire first came out and everybody was complaining about... Oh, about the, the one guy? Right? Yeah. But then my thing is, okay, did y'all niggas complain as much when Will and Grace was on for 10 years? And then it came back? Yeah, because a um, bunch of gay people on that show... Yeah. Bunch of gay people. Yeah. Bunch, Bunch of, of gay people. Y'all didn't say shit about that? Nah. Y'all, did y'all, y'all complain about queer eye for the, the other guy? shit? No. Yeah. Nah. No, because guess what? It wasn't affecting you. Right. But now that's a black show showing gayness. Oh, it's a problem. No, because guess what? Being homosexual, being um, LGBTQ, all of those things, that's a real thing. And you guys are going to have to accept the fact that these people are humans just like you and they're allowed to live their lives the same way you are. And whether you have a problem with it or not, it don't affect you because guess what? None of them motherfuckers want you. 
Right. So, they, they ain't even checking for you no at way. all. And if it, it affects your male masculinity, your masculinity as a man, you lost the you game. Know, that's already. a problem that you have, and that's a you problem that you need to figure out. You, you already lost. Right. It's, it's, it's about to be 2019, people. Get over Get it. Get it together. All right. So, and it's kind of, this is the last thing I wanted to kind of touch on a little bit. So, so I saw this post, and it made me think about something. So, And it, so the post is about pedophilia in the black community specifically mm. and how it's enabled in a lot of ways. And what I mean by that is this. Actually, it's kind of the same argument I had about Bill Cosby before, but in it's that, on a whole, it's, but it's, it's on in a the same way, way in that this in the black family. Um, matter of fact, what was that movie? Uh, Getting close. No, it was a movie with Dan, uh, Danny Glover. Beloved. Was it Beloved? Yeah. When he was Melissa's daughter? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I saw that movie plenty of times. Yeah, it was Beloved. So, a prime example. Situations like that, where there's a parent, a father, an uncle, a whoever, is an adult figure in the family that molest a young child, a young girl in the family, or a young boy, could be either or. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that woman, that little girl, young lady, or that young boy is, comes out to tell anyone in their family, they're treated as the, the, the wrong person. Yeah, the, the black they're, sheep. They're, they're, they're treated as the, the black sheep. They're treated as, oh, no, you're just trying to get Uncle Charlie in trouble. To, you're just trying to get attention. You, you, no, Uncle Charlie would never he do would that. never or, do that. And the thing is, a lot of times that shit happens when they all know that Uncle Charlie would be doing this shit for 20, 30 years, but they don't ever say nothing. It's the same thing where you are treated as, or it's, or it's also the same thing where you have married people where wives who know that their husband is abusing their daughter. But don't say nothing. But won't say shit. That man is taking your daughter's innocence every fucking night. And you ain't doing nothing about it. And you would rather lay your ass in bed and, and know what is going on and not say a damn thing. There have been stories about men having kids with their fucking daughter and then the mother and then them raising it as if it was their kid. That because just that just it's so my fucking brain. crazy. But this shit goes on because in the black community is this whole thought that don't rock the boat. It's so many times that it's the same reason why a lot of women, older women, especially black women, have stayed in these horrible marriages and allowed their husbands to cheat and step outside their relationship. But they want to be the strong woman and I got to stay and hold my family together in that that whole bullshit narrative. But it's also the reason why so many women now have trauma. Yeah. Because whether you know it is not, and this is not, I'm not, and I'm speaking from stuff I've heard from women I know. And this is also from being a kid. Mm. Kids know what their parents go through more than parents know and understand. Kids are hella smart. Kids are smart and they are very in tune with their parents and what they're going through, especially their mother. Mm-hmm. So if if as me as a young man or a girl as a young uh, as a young girl sees her mother going through pain, because you may not show that pain on the surface, 
but we know. Mm-hmm. Something and we right. see it. Something right. And we know something's not right. We know you're not happy. But you're putting on a good face from everybody else. You're making everybody else feel like it's good. Everything is great. We're good. We're going great. Every, everything is happy. We're happy. Everything is good. But we all know it's not. Mm-hmm. Even the people you're telling that shit to is going back home like, yeah, you know, you know, Charlie's still beating on her. Or Charlie's still messing with that little girl at home. Charlie's still messing with that little girl. She ain't saying nothing about it, though. Uh, what are we going to do about Charlie? But nobody does anything. It, it continues to go on for 20 30 years that little girl has been that little girl doesn't know anything except that the man she's supposed to trust her father he's has been violating her for as long as she can remember and no one all the people all the adults around knew about it didn't do shit didn't do shit so then that same woman that same young girl grows up into a woman and then you wonder why she ends up in she ends up in damaged relationships, or she ends up her personality turns a certain way because daddy issues. Her innocence was taken a long way a long time ago. Mm-hmm. It's an endless cycle, and then that same trauma is passed on to her child, and so forth and so on. Vicious cycle. It's an endless fucking cycle because people don't own up to their bullshit. They don't. They don't. They don't call people out on their bullshit. Because at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck who you are. If you a fucking fucked up person, I'm going to tell you about it. Mm-hmm. You need to know. You need to know. Even if it ain't a secret, you need to know. And you, and we got to stop enabling bullshit. I don't care who the fuck it is. I don't care if it's your uncle, your fucking daddy, your mama, whoever. Stop that dumb shit. We got to stop enabling the shit. We got to we gotta call people out on who they, and, and expose people for who the fuck they are. Mm-hmm. We got to acknowledge the fact that, look, you a fucked up person. And I'm not about to sit here. I'm not about to sit here and share my energy with you. At all. At all. I'm not going to let you ruin this person's life for the sake of your little fetish, your little problem. Time out for that. But this is, I'm not, I'm not here for, but I just wanted to kind of point on that because it was an interesting topic that I saw. Yeah. So, last thing I wanted to kind of mention. So, I was checking out our Instagram page. Follow us at Down With The King Podcast on IG, by the way. And also, let's look at our Facebook page, which is also at Down With The King Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, Twitter, too, but we're not going to talk about that right now. So Yeah, yeah. We're we working on the um, the more common one. So, right now, Twitter, we're at 27. No, I'm sorry. Instagram, we're at 55 follows. And we have 27 likes on Facebook. Not bad. Not too bad. You can see we just we only had thirteen episodes, so now fourteen today. <laughs> so what I was thinking about doing, I was thinking about if we can do like a little a uh, little gift for. So let's say we get to a hundred follows, uh, followers on IG, and then fifty likes on Facebook. Okay. Then maybe we can do something nice for whoever the fiftieth um, like is, and whoever the hundredth follower is. You think that'd be good? I think that'll be. I think it'd be. Good. I think that'd I think be very nice. That'd be a nice little giveaway. Nice little gesture. That'd be nice, you know, just as a podcast, you know, just mm-hmm. to shots to our fans, you know, and we appreciate everybody that's rocking with us. Oh, uh, fifty-five um, of y'all. All right, we still, we still getting it together. Um, we still, we still, you know, learning as we go. But we gonna, uh, you know, y'all thought podcasting was easy? Come on, son. Look, man, it's 
this is it is. I mean, I, I, I'm all for shooting the shit and talking shit, but whatever. And as long as y'all keep listening, I'm all about giving it to y'all. Same. As we said before on the last episode, if y'all want to be a part of the conversation. Don't be afraid. You know, down with the king podcast at gmail.com. If you want to drop a, you know, drop an idea, you want to, you have a comment, you have a topic you want to um, touch on. Bombard the comment section. Um, You can follow us on um, Instagram, down with the king podcast. Um, Twitter at DWTK pod. Um, you can find the podcast at downwithkingpodcast.podme.com. Um, we everywhere. Um, we are, we are available on Spotify now. We are available on iTunes and Google Play. Um, we are here trying to get this bag, yo. Right. We're doing things, um, you know, trying to get it together. Uh, it's a process. Also, trust make the sure process. You, make sure you're checking out the 2 a.m. podcast, um, another 2 a.m. media, um, you know, squad, you know. Gang gang. Squat, you know. Gang gang. Squat. Uh but uh Round around the block. With that being said, I'm all I should talk about. You got anything else you wanna um you know, touch on, see you Um Not really, but I'm just gonna bestow my advice to the world. Be yourself. Just be yourself forever. That's that's a that's a good that's a good word. Yeah, I mean, is is it's hard enough trying to find yourself, but when you just let yourself be, you can't lose. I, that is very prophetic, and I agree. Um, so with that being said, I am Will the motherfucking King. Will K the King. Sorry about that. There you go. Forget the K. Can't forget the K. Mm-hmm. Can't forget Pick the K. K. Pick a K. Pick a K. In a K. <laughs> Well, Katie King, and this is Seaway. Yeah, yep, 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 yep. <laughs> and this is episode 14 of Down with the King podcast. Oh, time. Signing the fuck off till next time. And we out. Bye, bitches.